This is the Feminem Podcast, the official podcast of Feminem, discussing all things femme, a little bit of EM, and everything in between. I'm Jenny Beckesme, Editor-in-Chief of Feminem. Now, before I get you to the next Fix 19 talk, I want to remind you that our virtual version of Fix 20 happens next week. But if you don't have your ticket yet, don't panic. You can still get one for yourself. Head on over to the website and take care of that right now. I mean, how else do you want to spend next Thursday and Friday? You want to spend it with us, right? Getting on to it, next up from Fix 19 is one of our duo talks from Dr. Ebony Hunter and Dr. Dinah Wallen. Dr. Hunter is faculty at John Hopkins All Children's Hospital and Dr. Wallen at UCSF San Francisco General Hospital. Together, they share their journey to otherhood, a status many of us more commonly refer to as childlessness, and ask that we all remember this group of women as we work toward gender equity. Enjoy. Hello, I'm Dr. Ebony Hunter, and hi, I'm Dr. Dinah Wallen, and I do not have children, okay? We are women, we are emergency physicians, we are pediatricians, and we are here to share our journey to otherhood. Otherhood? What does that even mean? Well, it's a term coined by a woman named Melanie Notkin to describe a marginalized, yet not so small group of women like us, who are not mothers, but others. We do not have children, whether by choice or by circumstance. Throughout this talk, Ebony and I are going to use the term childless to refer to those of us who are not parents, whether of biologically related, surrogate, adopted, or stepchildren. To our sides, you may see some familiar faces. These are our friends, our colleagues, and other fixed attendees who, like us, do not have children. We want to acknowledge from the offset that childlessness is not a static concept, but rather a spectrum along which we move up and down throughout our lives as our situations change. I also want to make the point that even the term childless implies that something is lacking in our lives. We're all born childless, have all been childless at some point, and this childless people aren't less. We just are. And who are we? Well. One in five of us is childless, and that number is on the rise in the US. Older people, those living in urban areas, less religious people, lesbian and gay individuals, and white people are all more likely to be childless. Voluntarily childless women are disproportionately represented in leadership and managerial positions, and it's unclear if and how childlessness and an executive career choice are even related. But more at the root of the issue, what are some reasons why people, and women in particular, might be childless? Most women and couples are childless for one of three reasons. Choice, circumstance, or biology. Whether it's by personal choice, situational circumstance, or biomedical occurrence, it's important for us to recognize that these reasons are personal. And they are ours to share or not at our discretion. These reasons have a way of choosing us. Most of us didn't start our lives intentionally selecting one of these reasons. Rather, majority of us have vacillated through all three of these reasons as our emotional, personal, and professional trajectories changed, taking into account both individualistic and altruistic concepts of what parenting means to us. Dinah and I have different reasons for not being with a child. 
And like others, there's many reasons as to why you don't have children. And because these reasons are not only personal, but varied, we won't try to go into a list of them and put them in a slide, as it would not be all inclusive. But what we can attest to is that it is natural for these reasons to change as we change. It is natural for us to have to adjust these reasons for our self-preservations. And while I won't be going into a slide of them, I will go over some of the responses I've had to give people who felt it was their right to ask me about my reasons thus far. Okay. <laughs> yes, I and others have considered myself mother material. Okay. No, I'm not waiting on Prince Charming. I'm not 12, and this life isn't a fairy tale. Yes, I love kids, and while I'm no Mother Teresa, I have decided to dedicate my life to them. No, I do not feel I have to choose between mothering and my job. No, I'm not selfish. No, I will not be discussing my fertility with you. <laughs> and no, I do not like your invasive questions, as I have not interrogated you on your decision to have children. Are we done? <laughs> exactly. Focusing for a moment on women like me who are voluntarily childless, the key thing to remember is that we, these women, decided not to have children. Just like we decided to be doctors, decided to enter emergency medicine, decided to choose for ourselves the lives that we want, and this decision should be respected. And yet, like Ebony, like so many of you, so often I face these unsolicited comments, often from complete strangers questioning my decision as if I lack a deep enough understanding of my own goals and values to simply make an independent choice without their assistance. <laughs> oh, you just haven't found the right partner. Yes, yes I have. His name is Gustavo and he is my person. Oh, but children are such a blessing. You'll change your mind one day. Oh, will I? But think about how your parents feel. Thank you. I will keep that under advisement. Stop for a moment and think if you have ever made one of these comments to a childless colleague. Think about questioning a person's other life choices casually around the water cooler. Emergency medicine? You just haven't found the right field. You'll change your mind one day. The bottom line here is, just like many of you who have chosen to be parents, and thank you for giving us a job, I have chosen not to, and my choice should be just as respected as yours. This <laughs> this lack of respect goes deeper, though, than simple invasive questions. Australian studies of women in their childbearing years have shown poor scores in physical and mental health and social functioning in childless women when you compare to mothers. And it's hypothesized that this is in part due to isolation and stigmatization of these women in so-called pronatalist societies like Australia and the US. Sadly, voluntarily childless women are more negatively viewed than voluntarily childless men, further othering us to the sidelines. A woman who doesn't want children is viewed as defective and selfish, 
whereas a voluntarily childless man is an independent spirit insightfully in touch with his own values. <laughs> At work, people are frequently sorted into those with families and the others. In addition to implying that I don't have a family, this at times leads to unfavorable scheduling for childless physicians. We don't have to pick anyone up from school, so we must be free. Lack of meaningful discussion about full gender equity in the workplace. There's more to discuss about being a woman in medicine than parental leave and space to pump, although those are two very important issues. And in some instances, decreased pay. Specifically in my instance, being salaried $5,000 less per month than my lesser educated, lesser experienced male colleague and being told that his pay couldn't be adjusted because he was a father with dependents. But I won't digress into that because that encompasses so many more career injustices that we don't have time for, <laughs> but does lead to a bigger issue as to how we as a group are valued. We are undervalued at work, home, church, community, culture. We're seen as this second sex within the female sex that society does not know what to do with. A peculiar species that goes against the, uh, that has the implications that go against basic biology and um, science that we don't want to have children. They're so, um, we're so undervalued that Dinah and I could hardly find research on us. There's literally research on why wet underwear are uncomfortable and the difference between the vertical leap of a dog flea versus a cat flea, but not on women without children. Why don't we resonate? There's so many of us. Where's our voice? I wish I can say that we don't resonate because of others' attitudes, but that would be misleading. Everyone, including ourselves, tries to dampen, of, dampen our value. For instance, how many of you without children have pushed yourself hard at work to make up for your childlessness? Worked extra shifts, stayed late, made subtle remarks that you weren't trying to get pregnant so you could take on that extra work? Worked all the holidays, including the spring breaks. Worked all the Mother's Days, as if your mother, who's in her golden years, doesn't want to see you. Okay, if that doesn't resonate, kept your nieces and nephews when you just needed to sleep. Was expected to be at the hospital 100% of the time when a loved one is ill because you don't have additional responsibilities footed majority of the bill because you don't have other financial obligations. We do it to ourselves. How can we expect others to value us if we continue to send the message that we are lesser, that our lives come second to others, that we're in this eternal state of concession? My value is based on <laughs> the fact that I can have a healthy personal and professional identity that doesn't revolve around being a parent. I don't need to be pitied or judged or coddled about my present state and otherhood. Instead, see me as the resource that I am. I'm confident, I'm capable, I'm resourceful, 
I'm knowledgeable, I'm a beast with numbers. I can give you the perspective of one in five women in your workforce and serve as a viewpoint that nobody else can. I'm, I'm forced to operate between sexes and beyond traditions. Ask me again what my value is. And listen, this isn't a knock against women with children. This is a knock against me being defined by my uterus. I am so much more than what my uterus. And what my uterus does or does not provide should not define my creative capacity or value as a woman. This is why we're here on this stage today, to separate our womanhood from motherhood. We should all support each other, not judge each other, for making different family planning choices than ourselves. We are not mothers, but we are women, and we all excel at womanhood. So whether you're an ally, an advocate, or an accomplice, we can all think for ourselves. Thank you for listening to our story, our journey to otherhood. <laughs>